Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Joey Hunter Jr. You're listening to the Old Angels Podcast. What is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags back at you once again. For another edition of the All Angels Podcast, I'm joined, as always, with... Dan Garcia. And we got a lot of news and stuff that we need to get into. Uh, things are moving along, or I don't know about, about moving along, but things are happening. Uh, things whether, are happening. Whether it's, putting it. Yeah. Whether it's uh, just talk or speculation or rumors, innuendos, whatever. Uh, so we'll talk about everything that's happening with baseball at the moment. And then, obviously, something that happened for the Angels uh, recently is the... 2020 Major League Baseball draft. A lot of uh, positive things come in from a lot of people that follow the Angels and Angel fans out there. Very happy that Angels drafted pitching. Um, so yeah, we'll, we can get into that if you want to right now. Yeah, we'll go to that first. And obviously, this this draft was a lot different than most years. Most years, you're looking at 40 rounds. Mm-hmm. This year, obviously, just five. Five. Angels only got four picks because the second round pick. Um, Went to, yeah, went to the Nationals. So I guess the easiest way to kind of measure measure it was just you know getting the best player available and and depending on who you talk or not depending but from everyone I've heard and I've talked to is that that's exactly what they did and um, I just think it was a good draft but the cool part too is that it was actually televised. Yeah. Did you end up watching any of it at all? I watched. You? I watched a little bit of after the Angels drafted uh, with the tenth pick. I think I picked up around the 11th or 12th pick and then i actually watched the like later uh online i watched the later uh rounds as as uh as the day the next day went on or whatever but um yeah i mean it's always good that baseball's actually trying to do mike trot was the first one that actually showed up at mlb uh network headquarters grabbed his jersey from the uh commissioner and all that good stuff and baseball's actually starting to try to you know, encourage players to come out, obviously because of COVID, uh, no one came out this year, but they're encouraging that whole, you're being drafted thing where baseball before you never saw anything like that. I know when the angels drafted Darren Ursad back in 95, 96, he was the first pick in the draft, but no one really knew about it. It was a phone call, you know, uh, Darren, you got drafted by the angels. Cool. And then you probably heard about it via, you know, the LA times or something. Oh, the angels picked the number one draft pick where now you get drafted number one i think it's a bigger deal or even in the first round yeah and the cool part too before covid and all that stuff shut everything down they were actually going to do it at the um college world series this year right and i think that would have been really cool to see because you see so many of those guys in the college world series get drafted you know and to be kind of in that area where baseball is like happening and that's the kind of thing about the draft that i the baseball draft is that everything's so kind of you know, it's just like the quote-unquote representatives from the team there. There's not, you know, there's a handful of players, but um, but a lot of them are like kind of high school kids also because, you know, uh, baseball drafts from that that age also. But you would see more college people, I think, at the draft if it was in Omaha during the College World Series and then you have the crowd and it's kind of in the middle of everything baseball. And I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, it makes it easy for the casual fan that happens to go to a trip to go watch a game to say, hey, you know, I'm going to stop by the MLB draft because it's happening right now. Drop in, you create a crowd, you create an ambiance that is 
not similar because I know the NFL draft, the NBA draft, they've, they've created this real big spectacle. But I think it's cool that baseball is trying to s- step forward because it's a big deal to get drafted. You figure how many kids in America play baseball at Little League level, Pony, whatever. Uh, and, and, and you know, so many kids play baseball that it's crazy that the, the sport that almost every kid plays at some point in their life doesn't have a big uh, draft spectacle like the NBA and the NFL does. So I kind of like that aspect of it. Yeah, so getting into the Angels' first-round pick, yeah, they had the 10th pick overall. Um, like you said, they got pitching Reed Detmers out of Louisville, left-hander. Um, from everything, and, you know, our my past our past episode on Monday, I was talking to Taylor Blake Ward, who um, does, you know, he works the draft. He talks to people. He puts out a mock draft, and I figured, you know, he's more, uh, he's better than I as far as, uh, evaluating some of these guys and and not only him but a bunch of guys really like this move for the angels um pitching obviously like you said had to be addressed at some point and i feel like they did that with this with this pickup and also too is just he seems a lot more ready uh major league ready than you know if they pick out a talented high school arm that is going to maybe take a couple years to develop yeah what i liked about this pickup like you said is the fact that he's a lot of people are saying he he'll be ready he could possibly be ready for 21 2021 um i kind of look at him as kind of like a a griffin canning type guy where you know they kind of rush him through that system and i know when he got when uh canning got drafted he didn't play that first that season right away they kind of shut him down but in the next season he pitched two games in an empire two games at double a and then he pitched a few games at triple a and before you knew it, he was in the angels rotation and you know that's like what i see happening with detmers where he's just so polished because he was at the he's not a high school kid that you need to it's totally green he's been through a system like louisville who has put out some quality players quality pitchers so it's a good thing that the angels drafted i like the fact that they drafted him because he's almost ready and there's an upside to him obviously he's young and he's polished in some way. Obviously not major league ready, but you never know. He he said himself, I, I'm ready. And um, I like that kind of confidence from him. Yeah, definitely. I think, you know, him being ready, him being, like you said, maybe 21. But there was even people talking about him being on the quote-unquote taxi squad. I don't know if that's going to happen if they play in 2020. But mm-hmm. um, like you said, the fact that he could probably fly through a lot of the minor league system next year. You know, like like you said, I think Griffin Canning is a great example as far as like maybe like a week and a half, two weeks out in IE, then, you know, maybe 10 or so, 15 uh, starts in AA and then finish the season out in AAA and just kind of get him ready for major league um, action. And, 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 you know, with this big lefty and a guy that um, maybe doesn't have the most powerful stuff, but does seem to pitch really, really well as far as command and, and able to work um, batters. It's, it'll be fun to see, and hopefully he can get onto the major league level fairly quickly because, you know, um, Angel fans especially have seen it that you need depth at that position more so I think than any other position on the field because there will be guys that get hurt. There will be guys that need time off, and so the more depth you have there and guys you're able to pull up from the minor league system or from, um, you know, uh, just your overall depth I think helps out great. Yeah, and what, uh, what I liked about this draft too, and, and I don't want to get too far ahead, but, you know, the Angels, as of late in the last, what, probably three years, for they went a lot, uh, outfield heavy. And then this year, they went, obviously, with the 10th pick, Detmers. But, you know, then they did pick up two middle infielders or two infielders with the next two picks. No, they picked up an or, outfielder. Was Isn't it an it? outfielder? Yeah. Why did I think it was? I know they picked up a, an infielder, right? Yeah, they picked up an infielder. So what happened now is, second, like we said, the second that's round, right. they didn't have anything. Right. Third round, they pick up David Calabrese, outfielder. Oh, he's out. Yes, that's Outfielder right. from a high school kid out of Canada. The right. best Canadian right. high schooler that uh, that was rated out there by MLB. He was your third round pick. Fourth round pick oh, was, right. was Warren uh, Blakely out of high school high in school Detroit. Yeah. Uh, he's a shortstop and, and will kind of uh, stay at shortstop. And then an Adam... Uh, Seminaris, a pitcher out of Long pitcher. Beach State. Another college guy who, you know, maybe you don't even, maybe this is a guy that you can, you know, you know, he's he's polished. Two polished guys out of college, pitchers. I like that aspect. I like the fact the Angels, when they went with pitching, they went with guys from the college level, the university levels. Uh, you know, when you when you go for, you know, high school pitchers, it's a hit and miss. Uh 
I think guys that come up through the college system, obviously they have that, you know, they've played in, in games, they've played in more games, they've, they're a little more ready. So I like that aspect. Um, the um, Calabrese. Um, out of Long Beach out State. Of, out of Lo- no, that, uh, the oh, outfielder. Oh, the outfielder, yeah. Uh, I thought he was an infielder because he was t- taking the third round, and I thought we took a third baseman, so. Oh, okay. mistake. I'm sorry about that. But um, <laughs> high upside on him. I, I heard a lot of good things about Calabrese. It's fast. Yeah. Fast, fast, fast. I think uh, that's probably the best thing you, I can tell you right now is that his speed will definitely translate into the major league level. Um, Bat needs to come around. He's a good contact hitter. I think, um, obviously, the pop needs to develop. But this kid's young. I think he just turned 17. So you're right. talking about a guy that's, you know, not even close to reaching his um, – his prime as far as, as, you know, maturing the body and stuff like that. So, you know, that's obviously another guy that um, keep an eye out for. But the Angels have so many guys in the outfield that uh, it's going to be really interesting to see how he develops and how everything like that goes. So Yeah, and you never know. I mean, I, I don't want to speculate anything because a kid has never – he hasn't even signed a contract yet or whatever. But um, this could be a kid that the Angels looked at and said, hey, let's take him because, you know, he's got, he's got an upside to him. Maybe – he can be that guy just in case we need to trade this person or that person. You right, know, you and you never be, know. You could be just another uh, trade chip out there, and, right. and you know maybe he works and gets something back, or maybe they like his development and they trade one of those other guys. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, um, yeah. Again, I think a lot of it was just they just went for overall best best player available, and honestly, I mean. In a draft like the like the uh, Major League Baseball, where these players aren't going to make an impact right away, it's hard to draft for need because in four years or five years, when these guys actually do get to the Major League level, that need can completely change. You can have guys develop that you didn't think were there, and then now you have a stockpile of something where, you know, um, I think I think this draft or just <laughs> Major League Baseball draft is just one of those things where you have to pick the best guy available. Yeah, uh, just sucks that it's only five rounds. Um, this is when baseball. Our teams really stockpile the farm system. Uh, but all things considering, I, I think we understand why this is going down and why it happened. But, um, you know, again, with the 10th pick, the Angels select a highly touted pitcher who pretty much becomes the number one prospect, you know, for the Angels pitching-wise uh, right away out the bat. Yeah, especially, um, like you said, coming out of Louisville, coming out of a big uh, college program, uh, ACC Pitcher of the Year in 2019. Only got, I think, four starts in for this year before he got canceled. And even then, he had really, really good numbers. So um, we'll see what happens. Hopefully, he pans out. Hopefully, we get him on. Hopefully, we're able to talk to him and, and kind of see where his mind's at. But, yeah, I think overall, uh, considering the, the length of the draft, the number of draft picks, I think uh, the Angels did really well in, in picking up the guys that are just – best available and we'll see which ones develop and and you know i mean in a regular 40 round draft you hear people say well if they get three major leaguers out of a 40 round draft that's a good draft now with only five i mean you're kind of hoping now that you get one guy and hopefully you know um he's the guy right we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll see how it goes we'll see how these guys develop they're all still very young and uh, we'll just kind of see what happens there with the draft. Yeah, the one thing I do want to throw out there to Angels fans, um, just because they pick these guys up doesn't mean these guys are going to make an impact fast. And just because, you know, Detmer said he's ready and the Angels feel like he could be a guy who can come up to system fast doesn't mean it's going to pan out right away either as well. So um, I think it's funny when you go online and teams get, you know, or, or fans get uh, super uber excited and oh we finally got pitching it doesn't really solve the problem just yet it's a step towards the future it's a step towards you know making our situation better but don't expect like an immediate impact like right away where this guy's gonna win right. 20 games yeah. you know so with that take that with a grain of salt take it how you want to take it that's just my little you know take that how you want <laughs> so yeah so again that was the draft it was pretty interesting um Draft just because I said the, the round of the rounds were very limited five rounds. Um, Angels only had four picks. Um, first round was one day. The last three or four rounds were the second day, and so it was it was cool. I I, I hope they televised it as much as they did next year, and hopefully it gets back to somewhat normal. I heard that I don't know if it's going to be a full forty rounder or if it's going to be somewhere in the twenties or thirties next year. But you know you hope that you get more guys out there to have at least a chance to um, you know 
follow their dream and try to make something of themselves because you hear a lot of stories where uh, guys that were drafted in the 27th round or 34th round end up being something in the majors. So yeah, it um, happens. It happens. You know, Mike Piazza was drafted in the 62nd round and he's a Hall of Famer. They don't probably even the, have that anymore. Yeah, um, probably uh, what he, I think he's a all-time leader in home runs by a catcher. Yeah, Hall you, of you Famer. Know, Tim Salmon also was drafted not in the first 10 rounds. I, I forgot what round he got taken in, but that's a guy who ended up becoming a angel for life and was probably, other than Mike Trout, the most famous angel of all time. So you have those, you know, diamonds in the rough, if you want to say, that happened to come from late, late rounds. And it just sucks that this year, like you said, five rounds to choose from you hope that maybe one and i think you're i think if one makes some injuries you're super lucky well yeah especially this year yeah especially this year yeah. like if, if if reed detmers is the only guy that makes it then you had a good draft if you know if two guys make it then you had an awesome draft i don't think you know you hate to say it i mean out of the four guys one maybe two stretching it i can't see three or four of these guys it just and it, that's just the numbers aspect yeah, of it. it doesn't it doesn't mean that the Angels drafted wrong or they didn't scout hard enough. Sometimes it's just a numbers game, and you know there's 40 rounds for a reason. Doesn't mean there's a 40 new players right. on your team every year that's going to make it to the majors. It just never happens that way, right? You know, and then sometimes you got the guys that get drafted in early rounds that don't make it at all. You know, so take the draft with a grain of salt. Just just kind of you know look at it as a stepping stone for the for your team or obviously for us the angels mm-hmm. as a stepping stone for them moving forward and, and taking the right path towards you know creating something a good farm system where they can pull from and obviously create that you know solid core group of guys yeah exactly so that's it about the draft something real quick something real simple because that was uh the week after we did our last podcast together so just mm-hmm. our little opinion on it not too bad but before we get into the big news as far as the um, let's make a deal going on, yeah. uh, just a quick shout out to our sponsor, betonline.ag. You have UFC, boxing, NASCAR, and international soccer all resuming play right now. Um, and NBA may be coming soon. MLB may be coming soon. But betonline.ag is the place you want to go for your, all your online betting. They also have simulated games that you can bet on and a $10,000 Madden bracket challenge. So definitely check out betonline.ag today. Again, they are the title sponsor of this podcast and the armchair network. So uh, check it out. That's our uh, head sponsor, I guess you want to say. So we got a couple more sponsors real quick. We'll be right back after this. What's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back. So thank you again for our sponsors. I want to give a quick shout-out to Archangel Pens, at Archangel Pens on Instagram. Go check him out. He's got a new lineup of pens that you can choose from. The Brian Goodwin, the Dad Jersey pen for Father's Day. I don't know if you'll be able to get it you know, by Father's Day now. But, hey, you can always give it to your dad later. Hey, if you're a dad and you want it, take, get it. And then, of course, the Angels in the outfield, Gordon, J, uh, what is it, um, Gordon, what's his name? Joseph Gordon-Levitt. A pin of him waving his, you know, arms around and rallying the Angels to a Western Division championship with Tony Danza on the mound and a Johnny Mags, young 11, 12-year-old Johnny Mags in the crowd. So, um, actually... Right, actually, there's footage of that game where that guy recorded on our 
Instagram at Halo underscore Haven, right? Do we have that up there? No, we don't. It's on YouTube at the Halo Haven. Yeah, check it out. Maybe you see him, maybe you don't. I don't know. There's footage of me at that game where they recorded Angels and Alpha. But anyway, at Archangel Pins, check it out. All right, let's let's get into it. So leading into the draft, uh, or on the day of the draft, uh, Rob Manford said was asked a question about the 2020 season and his thought about it coming back in. At the time, he said he was 100% certain that um, – there was going to be a season, and, and a lot of people took that as, all right, cool, uh, we're going to do something. And then, I don't know, what was it, the Monday after the draft on the ESPN special, they talked about, uh, they asked him the same question about his certainty of the season, the 2020 season. And he said, unfortunately, he wasn't too sure about the season going um going to happen this year and that put a lot of people like what, what, what's going on it wasn't that long ago where you said it was going to be okay and now you're backtracking so what do you think about everything that was said um with rob manford as far as the 2020 season it's frustrating as a fan to kind of have billionaires fight with uh millionaires over you know a game that we all play and love and 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 cherish but i understand the situations at hand i understand why the players you know are asking for fair pay and i understand owners as well like you know if you own a business you understand like you just can't it's crazy it's crazy but it just sucks at the level that we're at like we we can't comprehend that fully like we can't really you know shoot you know i don't make that much money you know i mean so we can't really we're just looking at it as fans, and we can't. If we dig deep into it, man, we're just going to frustrate ourselves either way. So, with that being said, I said it before, they just need to put their egos aside. And if they want to play baseball, they'll figure it out. They're going to figure it out. But they both have to really give in, and they both really have to want to make this happen. It's just, it is frustrating to hear yes, no, yes, no, yes, no. But as of right now, it's looking. Probably no different than when the last time we talked, right? And that's and that's the the crappy part about it is the longest time you would hear them uh you would hear them not really talking about anything like, hey, you know, we are not gonna even respond to a counter proposal or we're not even gonna talk to them about it because the, the the proposal they gave us is so absurd, blah blah blah. So you felt like they weren't even trying. They, you felt like they weren't even um, making an effort. I think as a fan myself, I can totally just be like, hey, if you're making an effort, cool. At least something's trying to get done. But when you're sitting there and you're not trying to make an effort, that's when it gets frustrating. Because then you're like, well, you guys aren't even trying at this point. Um, but as of as of lately, as we record this on Thursday or Thursday night, and the way this is moving, this could be all for nothing by Friday morning when it's actually you, when people are, are listening to this, um, Manford and Tony Clark, the head of the, uh, baseball association, the players, mm-hmm. uh, met in Arizona. And even then too, some people were saying, Hey, we, a deal's close. And then, um, that's the owner side of it. And the players come out and say, no, we're not close. Even then too, it seems like they can't even, uh, agree on if they're even close. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's all, we're, we're not in those meetings. We're not a fly on the wall wish we were but we really just have to count on what we hear from anything so that's why at this point i'm taking it really lightly i'm not really believing it i'm not really discrediting it to me it's just you know what when it happens it happens it's just like you said at least i'm hearing something now where you know a few weeks back we weren't hearing anything like no talks of anything so now at least we know hey they met hey they had a meeting a you know yeah we're gonna get mad because they're not close and then oh no we are close so man expect a lot of that until something finally gets set and so yeah and i guess one of the big things too is is with the players um is this grievance that is kind of being held over the owner's heads and i wasn't too sure about what the grievance would be so then i reached out to um past guests of the all angels podcast red bollinger and asked them what is this grievance that they keep i keep on seeing it and, and stuff like that and it's pretty much saying that the owners didn't try didn't negotiate in good faith meaning they would take them to court saying that they were never intended to make a deal they were you know what i mean like so um that's kind of what the 
the players are holding over the owners is that, hey, if we don't get a deal done and you're just going to sit there and kind of cross your arms and, and not even try to talk to us, we're going to, you know, put this grievance on you and say like, yeah, you're not even doing anything. So um, that's what the owners are scared of. That's what the owners are now in part of the negotiations are trying to take that off the table, which, you know, if, if, if they're able to meet in the middle, I can't see how the players would file that grievance. Yeah. I, it's all to me, man. It's just all again. Like I said, got to give in at some point. One of them's got to give in a little bit. And, until that happens, nothing's going to happen. You know, it's it's a standstill. It's going to be back and forth conversations, back this, that, his, her, whatever. Uh, it's it, yeah, it's a, it's a it's a a lot of money get, that's going to be thrown around out there. And you know, for people who get mad about it, hey, it is what it is. Whether we make that kind of money or not, it's still a lot of money. And they're not they're going to take this uh, every. They're going to look at every nook and cranny of every wording and every contract to make sure that everyone is at least somewhat fair about what's happening. So. Yeah. So as of right now, as we as we sit here, owners proposed a sixty game season to the players, full prorated. You're going to have extended playoffs for two years. Um, DH in both leagues. Uh, they opt out for players that have medical concerns. And I think they will still get their pay. Uh, players wanted 70 games. That was their counter proposal. And as, like I said, as we said now, that's probably going to be declined. And the crazy part is, too, they're not even talking about a lot of money. The difference between 60 and 70 games is about 234, 235 million, somewhere around there, which has some people put that's the con, that's a, a Steven Strasburg contract. So when you put it in that, you know, it's kind of seems like they're just arguing over uh, pennies and, and nickels kind of deal. But um, one of the things I thought was interesting is that they might go ahead and put advertisements on jerseys or they gave the okay to. You're a, a basketball fan. They've done that for the NBA for years. Well, not, I'm going to say years, but I think, what, Couple three years, now. three, yeah. two, three years now? Uh-huh. How do you feel about that possibly coming over to baseball? I don't. I don't like it. I don't like the, the 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 view of it. Like I don't like the when you're watching the game. I don't like that because baseball has never had it. But it's something that I'll eventually get used to, just well, like, it's like I did with basketball. Yeah, but I say the NBA yeah. had a big thing. Like, how yeah. are you going to put a patch on? Yeah. Like the Celtics. How are you going to put a patch on the Lakers? How are you going to put a? It. How are you going to put Fast, a patch on? You know, on these legendary teams that their uniforms are so iconic and this and that. And then I feel like you heard that for the first month, and yeah. then you just kind of. Like right now, I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who's the sponsor of most of the teams, just because yeah. I don't pay too much attention to it. I only know the Lakers because obviously that's my team. But right. um, yeah, dude, I, I got over it quick because I'm, I don't, I'm not watching the game to watch the, the the sponsorship on the jersey. I'm watching the game. And too, the way they did it, it was so small that yeah, it's, it's not in really. The corner. It's not like um, for some fans like Premier Soccer, Soccer, where it's like the full front of the logo. Right. Like where you would see angels, that's where you would see, um, you know, Golden Road Brewery or or right. uh, Geico or whatever right. you know the baseball would put out there. But I, I don't mind it. I know some of the fans. Especially- some people hate it, which is I find it funny. Like that people get so heated over it. Um, I don't like it, but to be honest, I, I don't. I don't like it. But you're gonna get over it fast. You really are. I mean, it was the same thing with all the advertisements on the on the walls in the outfield. Like that never happened. And all of a sudden, we show up to you know it's 2004 or 2005, and they're everywhere. And I really don't see them when I'm out there anyway. Maybe subconsciously, I do, and I go and I get tacos from Chronic's Tacos because I see the. <laughs> or you see the you, know, you but, see the Jersey Mike, you're like, oh, yeah, wait, that sounds good. good. Okay, let me go find that. But I'm not. It's not affecting the, my vision of the game. I'm not. You know, you're not staring at it while right. Mike Trout's up the bat. You're like just right. staring at the advertisement, like, wow, that's so in the yeah, way. I'm, I'm not. So, and it's funny because uh, I would jump online. I jumped on live here on Halo Haven probably a couple months ago. I think before COVID and somebody, I don't remember who it was, and I wouldn't want to call him out anyway, but he had mentioned, this person had mentioned something, somebody that follows us on Halo Haven about that and how they're just not going to watch the games anymore because the advertisements, I'm like, that's ridiculous. Like, obviously, then you're not a fan because, you know, I understand the purity of it. If you're a purist and you don't like that, I understand 100%. But to say that you'll stop watching the game because – your team has a logo of a, of a sponsor on their jersey. That's kind of ridiculous. Maybe you won't buy the jersey. Maybe that's your way of well, that's fine. boycotting. That's, Go that's ahead. Fine. But you're still. I still love the team. I'm still going to cheer on the Angels. I, nothing's going to stop me from doing that. So Yeah, let me ask you this because I hear this a lot from people that um, if they don't get 
if they don't get a, a agreement done this year and this is say for instance they there's no season in 2020 um you know you got to kind of hope that 2021 works out are you one of those people that are be like that's it i'm done with baseball no yeah no and i find it so funny when people are like that's it you lost me I'm not a fan anymore. I'm just like... Yeah, obviously, you weren't that big of a fan. I'm sorry. I, I got a feeling those are people that when the Angels go like, you know, 80 and 82, they're the ones that's like, hey, I'm not, not going to watch them anymore until they start yeah. winning. Yeah. You get one good um, pennant chase. You get one season where they win 97 games and they're in it to the very end and maybe they make a, you know, a, a ALCS run. Mm. You're going to get a lot of those fans back. Right. I, I mean, I don't care... If you're so sick and tired of all this stuff, those fans are coming back. And if those fans don't come back, they're probably were going to bounce from baseball eventually. Right. I mean, people on Instagram, look at this room. I'm going to, what am I going to do? Take all this down because they didn't play 2021? Like, look at the history. Like, I've been going to games for for longest time. You know, I'm not going to not show up. I showed up after 94. I was jonesing in 95 for a season. I was ready. This is how much I love baseball. In 1995, uh, they had a spring training with replacement players. They were going to have a replacement season. They had replacement players ready to go. Angels were going to have their first home opener with replacement players. And I think the tickets were going to be like $3 for field level. We were ready to go. I was somewhat disappointed that the strike ended because I didn't get to go <laughs> to that game. But um, I came back after 94 and 95, you know. And, but, and, and, thing, and it's man. so funny, though, too, because some people were saying, like, um, you know, during that draft or during that strike, you know, baseball took a big hit and it took the because of the ESPN uh, uh, with a 30 for 30 that came out that it took the home run race to bring everyone back. And it's like, yeah, but the home run race also really, really hurt baseball, <laughs> you know, after that. So it was like, you know, baseball has these things where people are like, that's it. I'm not coming back. That's it. This is this is the last straw. But yet people still seem to come back. They're still making money. Um, it's hardest for me to sit here and say that this this league, this this sport's in trouble when like we kind of mentioned it in the past podcast where you have A-Rod and J-Lo trying to buy 80% of the Mets for like $2.2 billion, and that's not enough money to do it. So if you're going to tell me this is a bad business plan, it's like, well, that's kind of hard when, you know, these teams are getting sold for so much money. That doesn't look like a bad business plan to me. No, I do. Yeah, I... I to to wrap it to to put it in a nutshell baseball has been such an important part of my life like whether it was me playing baseball little league in high school um you know doing this podcast hanging out with you guys um you know being able to see different sides of baseball you know as a player as a fan as somewhat sort of the media I don't want to say we're media guys but we're able to go on the field and interview players and kind of see these guys develop and become professional athletes. So I'm seeing all sides of baseball. And baseball is that important to me where I want to keep living this. You know, I look forward to the next day because there's going to be an Angels game or we're going to go to the Sixers game or we're going to go to Lake Elsinore to watch the Sixers play the, the storm. Baseball is a thing that, that fills a huge void. It's a hobby. It's it's um, it's a lot of memories of family and, and, you know, history, there's a lot of history involved on my end because of, you know, my mom and dad being fans, my grandpa being fans, my dad going to Wrigley Field when he was a little kid. So all that bottled up, one season gone, I'm going to hate it. It sucks right now for me. Like, I hate it. But this season doesn't get played. I'm not, I'm coming back. I'll oh, yeah. be the it's first just, guy in it's line. Just, it's just unfortunate because you don't like to see this prolonged you know, absence from the game Absolutely, that you yeah. watch every day. And it sucks for the players um, just in the fact that they're so used to doing this. And, and honestly, and I think a lot of things that, is, that isn't being mentioned, it sucks for the minor league guys. It sucks for the minor league staff. The guys, those guys are, are the ones where you can't be like, oh, I'm good. I can stay out of season like some of these major league baseball players are. They're the right. ones who are going to have to pick up second jobs. They're the ones that are going to have to find something to do during this year off. And, and that sucks for them. Like, I feel really bad for them. But, you know, at the same time, I'll be there. I'll be there next year. I'll be there. Um, you know, I'll probably, you know, if, we'll be if, spring training. training. I'm about to say yeah. if everything, if, if the travel and all that stuff is, is able to do it and you're able to have kind of a, a somewhat normal spring training, we'll be there. I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that uh, is going to traumatize me that much. Um, but, yeah, it's just unfortunate that the season is or isn't and, and these guys can't. And it, to me, it was crazy because they said 
you know, Manford and, and, and Tony Clark finally met face to face. Like they finally, or, or uh, Manford finally made the effort to, um, or yeah, Manford went to, to Arizona to see Tony Clark. Like he finally made that effort. I'm just thinking to myself, you're just barely doing that now. I think that's the frustrating part for fans. It's like, you're just now putting in that effort. If he would have done that two months ago, but yet you're still in the same spot. I think it would have been more understandable just because you feel he's making an effort. And I think that has a lot to do with the ego side of it. You know what? Oh, yeah. We know it's a pissing contest. It's, uh, you know, who can spit the furthest, who can piss the furthest, who can, you know, I'm not giving up. It's just a whole ego thing. And that's what I said weeks ago. Somebody's going to have, they're both going to have to put their egos aside. And, you know, this is what it is. And I'll take the player's side on this, dude. Tell me when and where we'll be there. Well, see, like, but like, see, even that though, but, too, it's like they said when and where, but they didn't say for how long. Oh, well, it's yeah, like, that, well, that's it's, true. It's, yeah. it's, it's the players were smart as far as doing that kind of quote unquote campaign, but I don't think like they, I think there was more to it. They can't just say when and where, and then the and the owners say, "Okay, cool, we'll start so and so for a sixty game se- uh, se- uh, season," and then you say, "Nope." Well, then what? Then what? What else do you want? Like. The players are saying that because it makes them look good in the public because the owners have spun so much stuff in the public, in the press, that make the players look bad. Now it's kind of the reverse. Now the now the players are saying stuff and doing stuff that make the owners look bad just to kind of get more pressure on them. But like I said, it, you know, the where and when, that was cool. That was cool. But, I mean, it was just one of those things where they're trying to get the public on their side, and I think they did that. But it, it, was, just a, it was just a ploy. Like, the owners said 60 games, and we'll start on July – I think they said like fifteenth or something like that, and the and the players shut it down. So obviously they're telling you where and when. They were, you just weren't happy with the how many, and that's the biggest issue is with the how many. Right, and I I took it more along the lines of just 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 say when and where, and let's just get this fixed. Like you know, and I know that the players have a union that speaks for them. I think there's a lot of guys who are on different sides of the fence. Where there's a guy who will definitely say, you know what, I just I don't care, let's just play. I'll, I'll cross the picking lines and play. And then there's guys who have a definite stance and they say, no, let's, you know, stay. So with that being said, dude, like just as a fan, at me and you right here, just we're, we're jonesing for it and just make it happen. Just yeah, bottom line, definitely. please make it happen. And if, if it's not going to happen... Let us know like right away so that we can just move on from this. Like, really, just, just <laughs> it's like a breakup. This is like a breakup. Just no, exactly. Let me know it's over because yeah. there's not a chance. Because at, at this point, I'm 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 you're getting my hopes up, then you're getting my hopes down. Just let me know so that we can move forward from this, and and maybe we can fix 2021. You know, the collective bargaining agreement. And that's and, th- and, that's, and that's you know and that's the scary part exactly. about this is yeah. that after the 2020 the 2021 season, the the CBA is going to run out, and you start thinking to yourself. What, what is it going to take for them to come in agreement then if they're having so much trouble now? Right. Um, you know, the last CBA, I think it's pretty unanimous. The owners really did a good job of getting what they wanted from the from the players, and the players just kind of got railroaded. And, and and now I think that's part of the reason right now they're having so much trouble making an agreement is because I think the owners have it in their mind that, oh, cool, we got what we wanted last time. We're just going to do the same thing this time. And the players are actually, I think, coming together a lot more than people thought and are holding strong on the fact where they're like, no, A, we want prorated, and B, we want, you know, at least a 70-game season. Like, we're coming together, we're not going to fold, where the last CBA, they kind of gave in fairly quickly, and the owners got exactly what they wanted, and, and they know they kind of got worked in that situation. And they're, they're holding firm now. And, I, and that's the one thing, man, it scares me that 2021 is going to be one hell of a negotiation because if they're having trouble now, there's probably going to be a lot more things in the 2021 CBA negotiations that are going to come down to free agency and and, and, and uh, uh, service time. I think service time is going to be a big one in 2021. Uh, so it's going to be really, really interesting to see what happens during that time. Right. Um it's just gonna be a. It's gonna be crazy, dude. I like I said, dude. If they're not gonna fix what's happening twenty twenty, let's you know, let's fix what's gonna happen moving forward. Because I don't want this to happen when we have no restrictions. Right now, there's restrictions because of the COVID thing. But imagine there not being any restrictions like this, and them fighting and having this happen when we're able to go to games and stuff like that. It's just I don't want it to happen. Just get this crap fixed already. 
Jason Stark put out on on Twitter. I, I believe he's a writer for the Athletic, and he's on MLB Network. He put out an interesting thing about sixty six games and how it works. You would get twelve games versus four division opponents. So I'm guessing six home, six away. Uh-huh. Three games against four interleague opponents. Okay. So you, know, you can split that however you want. And then six games, a home-and-home home versus interleague rival, which would be the Dodgers, Dodgers. for us. Uh-huh. And that would equal 66 games. Okay. I, I like that. I like that, especially if when they're going to do the um, – in, in this scenario, they wouldn't do the three big divisions. But what they would do is when you do the interleague opponents, you would do the NLS-ALS. You wouldn't worry about crossing over to the NL right. East or NL Central. Right. So you would – in essence, make it that three those three big divisions. Um, again, extended playoffs, so that would be pretty cool. You get more more teams in there. You get the Angels in there, hopefully. And if they can't make it with, um, what are they kicking it up to? Like I think I want to say, was it first was six teams? I think that's too much, right? Or is that, no six teams eight is and that, eight? Is that what it is? I think it might I think be sixteen. 16. Yeah. yeah. And if the Angels can't be in the top eight of the AL, then they probably need a better season. But. Um, yeah, I just, you know, there's so many things they can do this year to make it work. The Universal DH obviously seems to be coming down the pike no matter what happens. So, uh, yeah, I just, you you would hope that the number of games isn't the one thing that's going to blow it all up. Yeah. It, I mean, I like the extended playoff version of that. Like you said, it uh, gives more teams a chance. Uh, you're able to play in a high intensity environment, like so every, like every night. Yeah, yeah. We haven't had it in in, in years for us. Uh, I, I actually, what three years ago we were definitely in the mix. I'm watching classic games, and I forgot how actually pretty good they were in 2017. Where yeah, they, it's just they, were there, they got bounced but, early. Yeah, That's the only yeah. down part. You would wish you would have been so, able to see that during a right. playoff series that wasn't um, was it three three zero in yeah, the first round and got so, swept. But it's just really it's just. Yeah, high intensity games. Every game, uh, you're not getting that middle of August game number, you know, eighty nine against the Orioles after they just won two. And you're like, ah, oh, they lose, they lose. Now, now you're watching the game. You're like, okay, they're they have to win. They have to win every single game. You know, so I like that aspect of it. And then sixty six games, um, I like. I think anything under 50 is definitely you just don't have a season obviously right I mean I mean you're going to I would take it Yeah but, oh of course but, but it looks it, honestly at this point now it looks like it's going to be somewhere between that 60 and 70 game range Right but it gives more to me it gives more credibility to a season if you played a little bit more But I mean okay let's just, let's just say okay they go they go 70 let's just say they go 70 right. and and next year they or not this next year, but this year, okay, World Series, blah, blah, blah. Are you still going to look at it the same way regardless if they play 70 or 50? I think uh-huh. the abbreviated season, it's going to kind of not taint it, but it's going to kind of asterisk it a little bit no matter a if little it's, bit. whether it's 70 games, whether it's 50 games, whether right. it's 82 games. I think there's always going to be that kind of, well, this happened because of it. But I feel like if you set up a playoff system where you have to go through the playoffs and then the eventually the eventual last three rounds of the playoffs are what they would normally play anyway. Uh, yeah. I, I, I but but I believe me, I would there's definitely like a slight asterisk to me because in nineteen ninety nine and I say this to my friend Craig all the time, the Spurs are kinda half season champions and he hates that I say that. Oh, but the lockout year? Yeah. But at the same time they're still world champions and you know or right. at least you you won a playoff system. You won the playoff system. You won that you deserve it. But but playoffs and this is the thing about playoffs, and this is why in sports like the NFL and sports like college basketball with their with the one and done. I know baseball isn't one and done, but like baseball is in a way very random. Like you get three good starts, that sets you apart. And, and it could be a guy that's, you know, it, he could be 11 and 10, like whatever season. But if he has one good one good outing in a playoff series at the right time, he can you you know he he can really propel a team into the next round just by himself, and it is kind of random that way. That's why I think the extension playoffs, the the more teams in the playoffs, the more random it, it gets. So oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not convinced. Like basketball, because there's only five dudes on a court at one time for a team, the 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 cream of the crop shows up more often just because of the way the system works. With you can put the ball in LeBron's hands every single time down the court if you wanted to. So obviously he's gonna have a bigger impact. I think that's a lot less random. So 
16 teams in that playoff system works because you're going to get the top guys. A 16 team series or 16 16 team playoff series in baseball is going to be random as hell. Yeah. It's going to be random as yeah. hell. Especially like you said if if I and and again, I don't I don't there's no real specifics on what who's going to be in what division, right? Like Right, not yet, no. So I mean, it could be the Angels playing the Diamondbacks in the first round of the of the playoffs or whatever. However, cool. they figure it out. I don't know. It could be and, yeah, and, and, the Dodgers. And, and like, those and those two teams, you know, let's say okay, like Diamondbacks are a great example. Mad Bum. Yeah. If all of a sudden he turns back the clock and he's Mad Bum from when he was in the Giants, Angels are in trouble. Yeah. But if he's Mad Bum now, where he's getting older and he doesn't have the quite the, the stuff that he he has had before, then it turns the series totally around. And now you're asking yourself, well, if 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 Bumgarner can all of a sudden just have one good outing. He that can flip the series completely around. It just makes it more random. But I mean, I think that's what the MLB is looking for: is more random playoffs to get the fans back into it. I think that's what they need for those quote unquote fans that that are going to leave because of this. Like, I I still can't. I don't know. It's like, and another thing too that that the bugs the crap out of me. If people are saying like, oh, they had such a big opportunity, you know, all the sports are gone, all this, it would have been just them and they could have got so many more fans. I'm like, what do you think happens in July and August when all the other sports are off? It's always just yeah, them. It's always just baseball. So why would this be different? Like, oh, everything's off and, and now they could have really shined in the spotlight. I'm like, July and August, nothing's going on. What, the late August preseason football? Like, like yeah. okay, July or or the NBA is over in what June, mid June? About yeah, about the yeah, yeah, like mid June. So, so pretty much you have mid June all the way to about you know the first week or so in August when NFL preseason starts. They always have that season that 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 time to be the the sport, and that hasn't done them any good. You know, so why is why is it like, oh, they could have been such a this and that if they would have just came back? I'm like they've been the only sport in town and for a long time and they still haven't capitalized on it so i just i, I just think people are making it uh, oh, just, that's annoying they're to just me nitpicking. they're just trying to find things to you know kind of egg on the the frustration because there's a lot of people who it's the same people that you know i, I don't want to get into it but anyway um yeah to me i'll take whatever they give us and you know 50 to 70 games to me i i, I think anything less than that i mean obviously there's no way you can look at anything under 50. I think that it is what it is, but I'll take anything I can get right now. Yeah, I, I, don't, I don't think 82 is back in it. I just no, don't think don't that's going to work no, uh, as far as a half season. sounds good to but me. But 70, the, you know, like I said, 66 sounds really good to me. You know, there's always going to be that question mark, but you get more teams in the playoffs, and then hopefully you get some playoff moments. Like those fans that I'm going to be gone. If the playoffs, if the Angels make a run the playoffs, I don't want to see you. Right. Don't, don't show up to a watch party. This... Watch, I don't know, Netflix or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, because you're leaving. Yeah. Why would you wanna? Why would you wanna watch the Angels in the playoffs if you're leaving? So one thing I want to ask is, we have a surprise guest. If he has any thoughts about what's going on in baseball. Yeah. So. Oh man, it's about to get real right now. Yeah. Long-awaited, anticipated return. Can I get some uh, cue-up music real quick, <laughs> Daniel? I, I, I wasn't we, prepared for you. I need an intro song right now. Uh, I had some was thoughts. It, what was the song? Batter up. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Well, if you had told me you were coming, it would have been something totally I know. This was a surprise visit. I came out of the cocoon just for this. Uh, but anyways. I had some thoughts, but they're fleeting. Um, I don't know where what they were. Um, going back to the jerseys, I, I am a purist. It does bother me um, having but would you the advertisement. Would you it's not going to. It's not going to stop me from okay. watching the game. That's of course not. Okay. There's advertisements everywhere, yeah. all over the field, yeah. all over the stadium. There's a monster M in left field. There's this, that, all over your tickets. We like that monster M, right? Uh, I don't think people don't like their giveaways that have uh, all the different advertisements on them, right? I'm looking at all the bobbleheads in John's fan cave. Um, there's advertisements on every giveaway. Which it's kind of weird. The Dodgers do not have advertisements on giveaways. I always thought that was kind of different. Um, so that was one thing. I am a purist and I don't like that. But advertisements go all the way back into early baseball. You see cigarette companies on outfield walls. So I get it. It's part of the game. I don't like how the Lakers have that wish on it. Wish is kind of a weird company. So that's one thought. Yeah, it is. Um, 
Watch what you buy on Wish. Yeah, what else did you guys talk about? If the Angels had a sponsor, who do you think it would be? Ooh. Angel Soft, bro. Angel Soft? Ugh. Yeah, who, who would they be? I mean, say something. Those, they, I mean, have you looked back? Have you, the podcast, like, Edison? Oh, Edison? Edison? Edison International, the big Ed? No, um, if you go back to all the old Halo magazines... When I'm at the swap Marlboro. Meet, if I look, see a Marlboro man on the back of a magazine, I'm like, there's a 100% chance if I flip that magazine over, it's going to be in Halo magazine. 100% you know, 100 chance. So, um, yeah, Marlboro. Yeah. Yeah. Probably not now. No. Yeah. No, no. So. Um, it would probably be like, dude, it'd be dope if we can get Amazon. With the A. It's a lot of money. Yeah. yeah. A little A on the, put a little halo over the Amazon. Yeah. I like that. Okay. What are your thoughts I'm on uh, what's happening with baseball, though? Are they going to play or what? Are they going to play? Yeah, they'll play. Oh? Yeah. Dang, it's looking better. Uh, what, three or four days ago, so it was looking pretty uh, grim, but um, things have changed. And I know going back to like what Daniel said, yeah, that is a kind of a, you know, even if you're on the side of the players, if they're saying, hey, we'll show up and, you know, tell us when and where, I meant. Yeah, obviously there's some criteria and things that go with that. So, yeah, I miss it. I miss being at the 66er baseball, the access to players. It's going to be interesting to see where that all goes moving forward. Autographs, all those things. You kind of the last time we all three hung out was at spring training, and just you could feel the access fading away. Right in the last what. Those were the last, what, two Those or three games two, that were yeah, even played. Yeah. And you felt it in the stadium that the players just kind of took off. They were instructed to do so, so you couldn't fault them for that. And I get it. Uh, we even saw Joe Madden after the game. We were waiting oh, out, yeah, like, yeah. for days at Tempe Diablo. And we're in yeah. the parking lot. Joe Madden's kind of known for taking off on his, uh, you know, his little his road bike. bike. Yeah. And so he takes off. He's coming right by us. And we're yelling, Joe, Joe, Joe. And Joe comes by. And I was kind of disappointed. I'm like, oh, Joe's a cool guy. And yeah. I know he is. And I'm not going to think anything less from him. He has this little RV in the parking lot. But he didn't stop. But that was kind of right when the the virus hit. And um, it's going to be interesting, like, as far as media access in the dugouts. And I, I hope that doesn't affect, you know, kind of what we're doing a little bit. Yeah. But we still got the, you know, things over the phone and, and things like that. So you find that you find that sound bite yet? Oh, Gosh, jeez. It's been so long. I probably have to re-download it. It's probably on the thumb drive from the 2019 season. Oh god. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I th honestly thought I could find it, and I had no idea. So uh, batter up. Doo -doo -doo -doo. Yeah. I, I. You know. I don't. Here. It's Undertaker sound. So there you go. That's good oh, enough. Man. Oh. Oh. But. You got it. Is it playing? Yeah. Nope. I just can't hear it. I know. Cause I turned it off. <laughs> oh, jeez. But going back to if uh, you know if you're a 15 game winner of a season, does that lose any credibility? Uh, John and I, you guys probably already know, we run a vintage baseball team, Riverside Smudgepots at Riverside Smudgepots on Instagram. Um, we are the 2019 champions, and we only won three regular season games. Out of eight, but when it came to the playoffs, we went on a two and zero run, and we played the best baseball the, when it counted. The two, the two undefeated teams, actually, with it, no, one was Almost, like eight yeah. and one, and the other one was nine and zero, and, and we beat them. Yeah, and so. And we won a championship, and that doesn't discredit the championship, and I'm 100 percent happy with that. So going back of your 50 game winner, so be it. It's just a weird time that we're living in, and so you got to recognize that. And yeah, I see it as in it. you win when when you have to win, when mm -hmm. you're supposed to win. If there's a playoff system and you win that playoff system, you if won. I'm playing a wiffle ball tournament and there's only like four games, five games, I won when I needed to win, and right. the best team comes out. So that's what it is. Cool. That's my thoughts. Thank you. That's my TED Talk. Thanks for listening. <laughs> that was a curator. With curator's out. Okay, now I know. Curator, curator's corner because he's sitting now, in the corner of the room. Yeah, so now I definitely have to go back home, find the audio, because I know I have it on the thumb drive if it's not on okay. the computer. And just not only that, but now I have to keep a third mic handy with everything. We just, just don't know. It got to a point to where Chris we're about. Is like an we're about no, no, we're, like, we're about ready to start. And then we hear a knock on the door, and it's like, 
it's your son saying, oh, Chris is here. I'm like, wait, what? I'm like, I should I should have told him, like, tell him to come back when he has a reservation. I don't know. Wow. Pleasantly, yeah. pleasantly surprised. Exactly. And I was just finished. I had just finished telling you, too. Oh, Chris was here the other day. Uh, I gave him, you know, Archangel pins, hooked us up with some pins. And I was like, oh, I gave Chris his pins. And then Chris is here. So, yeah. And I think yours must have been. We're on. Uh, we're on. Also, we're trying to do the whole uh, Insta- not Instagram live. We did that a little bit. But uh, Facebook right now streaming. And, and Tom Duino on there says rock star. And I'm guessing that is towards Chris. Yeah, he's a rock star, dude. He shows up. He's like. Like Elvis has left the building, like he's done now. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's like mic drop, but don't drop it because we have to pay for this out of our pocket, and we don't want anything to break. Right. Uh, Tom says that um, Joe became a rock several years ago and seldom signs any longer. So he won that championship in Chicago and Got big bougie. time. You, you know what? And, and we're running out. Of, we're, we're getting close to the end. But like one thing, real quick, I want to ask is. Is it me or Joe just seems to be popping up on every little like outlet that will take him? Like he was on ESPN, he's on this, he's on that, talking about anything and everything. Like he's going crazy, dude. He's going stir crazy. I don't blame him. But no, I just I don't know. Part of me is like, dude, like I don't know. I'm not, not that it's weird. I'm just like, man, I don't see any other manager like anyone asking. Yeah, like <laughs> we're gonna have to get you a third mic. Now that we have one. We're just gonna have to get it. I'm gonna have to carry it with him every single. Yeah, we bought this one with like our. We bought one with our uh, podcast money wow. that we get. Advert thanks to Bet A. What is it? What's our sponsor? Uh, BetOnline.ag. BetOnline.ag. The, you the, got a third the, the official the the the, yeah. the official sponsor of not only the All Angels podcast but the Armchair Media, Media Network. Network. So check out Bet wow. BetOnline.ag. You see this hat. Yeah, see that's the thing too. So Johnny, I'm like, hey, we want to do with the with with the money. And again, it's not like we're making mortgage payments with this no. money, you know. It's, but it's enough to where like John's like, I'll get a hat. I'm like, all right, well, I'm gonna invest into the podcast. <laughs> I got a mic. Uh, hey, we got. I got one mic. You have one mic. We bought the other mic, so we're good. The GoPro I'm doing uh, the Facebook Live is strictly out of my pocket, and uh, I had to stink that about my wife. But you know, it's cool. There you go. So, anyway, so again, that's uh, kind of what's going on. Again, we'll we'll be on um, probably in a couple of weeks again, or maybe even sooner if something you know yeah. official comes. No questions. No, not today. Um, I think everyone's still in shock about the about the uh, negotiation process, but um, you can always reach us at all, at all angels podcast at gmail dot com. Again, it's all angels podcast at gmail dot com. Yep. Um, we are on social media at Halo underscore Haven, both on Twitter and on Instagram. So you can always reach us there through the DMs. We're pretty open about it. Um, but yeah, so we'll see what happens in the next uh, few weeks. If see if um, they come to agreement, if they just kind of cut it all together. But if not, we'll be back in a couple weeks with uh, Johnny and I. I'm working on stuff here and there, so we'll see how that comes out, and that'll come out sporadically. We'll see how it goes. Um, but again, we really appreciate you guys listening through the pandemic, through the negotiation process and, and just kind of always still listening, uh, even though there's not a whole lot of baseball going on. Yeah, absolutely. So again, guys, thank you guys for listening and, uh, hold out hope as, and a quick, uh, smudge pot questions. How many games are the smudge pots going to play yeah, from Anthony Henson? We're not too sure yet. Uh, we don't know if we're going to have a season or if we're just going to have one big tournament. We have no idea as soon as. The guidelines loosen up more. We'll know more, but there the players and the owners are in negotiations, yeah. and Chris is a owner and a player, and a player. Yeah. so he's really torn. Yeah. So, <laughs> so, but anyway, yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, like, won't repeat what what Daniel just said, but give us a follow on our social media platforms. You can always give us questions there as well. So, yeah, and you Apple users, please, please, please give us a review. Please write uh, a comment, even if it's like three words, as long as it's positive and, and nice, <laughs> write a comment and help us spread the word to other angel fans trying to find an angel podcast. Um, especially hopefully if the season starts up pretty soon. Absolutely. All right. So that's going to wrap it up for us. I am Johnny Maggs. I am Don Garcia. And that is Chris, the curator Johnson in the corner, by in himself. the corner, Chris, uh, curator's corner. And you've listened to another edition of the all angels podcast.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.